Friday, August 21st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, the, uh, the Indians stretched their winning streak to six games. It helps that they've been playing the, uh, the Tigers and the Pirates over those six games, but uh, nonetheless, six in a row is a, an accomplishment anytime you can do it. Uh, a 2 nothing win last night over the Pirates uh, before they headed home to Cleveland. Shane Bieber, again, uh, was outstanding, 11 strikeouts. Uh, the Indians lead the league in, in shutouts this season by their pitching staff, and it was just another example of how dominant Shane Bieber can be when he goes out there and, and attacks hitters the way he did last night. Just an, you're right, Joe. Just another uh, great performance. And you, you almost thought it was like uh, the Indians had to win in the books before, before the game started, especially – you know, with the way Savali pitched the night before, complete game. The bullpen was fully rested. And, uh, you know, Bieber, you know, had to throw a lot of pitches. He was at almost 100 pitches through six. So they went to the bullpen. But six scoreless, 11 strikeouts. I think he's got, what, uh, 64, 65 strikeouts. He's leading the big leagues in strikeouts through six starts. Just a great, a great performance. And we really saw him have to pitch in the, uh, in the sixth inning. It's, it's not like he just breezed through this lineup. You know, he had guys on first and third, no outs, uh, one nothing lead, and he retired the next three batters. Yeah, and, and that really was the game right there. If, uh, if he got through that inning without giving up a run, there was no chance for the, the Pirates, and, and that really was the case. Uh, Beaver, 65 strikeouts. I think the only guys ahead of him through six starts our, our Nolan Ryan from 1978 and that, that incredible, you know, 300-plus strikeout season. And I, I believe Pedro, Mar- Pedro Martinez was the other one. Yeah, I think Pedro or maybe Randy Johnson. I don't know. Yeah. So when you're in the company of Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, and Nolan Ryan through your first six starts, that's a, that's a situation where pretty much the Cy Young Award is yours to lose at this point. Uh, it, it can only go worse from here, which is which is bad news for Beaver. I mean, how does he get much better than that? But uh, again, he'll tell you that there's always room to improve on on, on every start. And like you said, uh, you, you start with maybe not trying to strike out 11 guys in the first six innings to to make yourself to stretch yourself and get uh, get a little deeper into the ball game. But the way the Indians bullpen has been pitching over this six game stretch, uh, it, it really didn't matter. Yeah, definitely, Joe. And, you know, I think it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, to, to look back on how this trip started and, um, you know, started in kind of turmoil with that team meeting in, in Detroit uh, where, uh, you know, Clevenger and, and Police Act were kind of almost, you know, they, they pleaded their case to uh, deaf ears, it sounds like. They were optioned to, uh, to Eastlake, to Classic Park, and the team's obviously came together. Now, obviously, you know, the, the schedule benefited them to Detroit and, and Pittsburgh, you know, two teams that are rebuilding. Um, but just, it's hard to win six straight games in the big right. leagues, no matter what. And you saw, you saw the team, you wrote a great story the other yesterday on how the team has come together, uh, you know, making noise in the dugout and uh, they, they're kind of rallying toward each other. And, uh, it's an interesting – that's interesting to see. It's an interesting dynamic that's starting to build with this team. And, you know, and now now the next step is now what? What do right. you do with those two guys? Right, and that that's something that we need to get into and need to look at because 
You've got Tristan McKenzie, uh, who's going to make his major league debut and a start on Saturday in a position where they need that fifth starter finally. Uh, but beyond that, you don't necessarily think that McKenzie, unless he comes out and blows the doors off of everybody, is is going to be a, a long-term, or at least in this short season, a long-term uh, solution at that spot. So you're going to need uh, something there in the, in that spot. Uh, but do you bring Clevenger and Plesak back into this environment that the, everybody who's come in these last six games, everybody who we've talked to in post-game interviews has talked about the, the energy and the chemistry and the feeling in the dugout and and the, what a fun group of guys this has been. It, it's almost like they're doing it to sort of thumb their nose at Clevenger and Plesak and say, look, you guys screwed this up. You could have been here. But in the meantime, we're making this great. And, and uh, Bo Taylor was the, the latest guy last night. He, he came on and said how much fun he's having. This is a guy who sat for the last nine games. He yeah, sat in the yeah. dugout. But he comes in, you know, contributes to the win, and, and then just sits there and talks about what a great environment and what a great clubhouse culture this is. And, and uh, I, I really don't know if you want to reintroduce Clevenger and Plesak at this point. Yeah, that's, you know, this is really going to be an interesting thing to see how this next week unfolds because they think, I, if I, my math is right, oh boy. they had to go down for 10 days. They can come back on Monday, the 24th, and just, you know, the Twins are in town. Do you insert one of those guys in that rotation? And you know, have them face the twins, or do you just go with Savili, uh, Savali, Beaver, and Plutko, who are kind of on on schedule to face you know face the twins? It's it's really, you know, do you upset the apple cart? Have you created something good here? You know, have you turned like a, a, a you know a negative into a positive, like you know Tito Francona always says? And now, how do you how do you keep it going? And or, and how much value? Does talent come in over team? You know, it's 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 really going to be interesting to watch. Right, and I mean, there will come a point where where you have to be realistic with these guys and sit down maybe and and, and tell them. Uh, the, I'm talking about the players in the clubhouse and say, look, at this point, Clevenger or Plesac are the ones that give us the best chance to win because that's what Antonetti was talking about when yeah. when they came out of that meeting. He said these 28 guys are the guys that are going to give us the best chance to win right now. Well, that might not be the case in a week or so. When you're facing the Twins, it might be the case that Clevenger or Plesak have to be among that 28 for you to have the best mix of guys to win. And how is that going to be received by guys like Oliver Perez, who apparently threatened to, to walk out of there? That's, that's sort of the, the, the balancing act that they're going to have to pull off now. Uh, and, and don't forget, Terry Francona hasn't been with the club since uh, basically all this week. So, uh, yeah, it, it's that that also makes it super hard without without yeah. Tito's influence on this thing. So, yeah, and you know, I guess today, you know, Friday, uh, he's supposed to have the doctor's visit this in the morning at a clinic and couldn't undergo a, his procedure uh, Friday tonight or today later this afternoon. I guess so. Um, you know, how does that work out? Is will he be able to rejoin the team? Will well, you have to wait until next week sometime. Uh, it's, you know, it's, they're, they're, they've got a, they're juggling a lot of things right now. The whole front office, Sandy Alomar, uh, the clubhouse, everything is, is kind of up in the air. But, you know, that, that dynamic, that kind of electricity, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's going in the right direction right now. 
Right. And you mentioned Sandy Alomar, you know, he has done a, a really impressive job of just sort of keeping things together and, and keeping things moving in the right direction. Uh, I, I guess when you eliminate the distraction for him, he doesn't have to sort of deal with it. He can just focus on yeah. winning games and keeping going. So that might be another reason why not, why you don't reintroduce Clevenger and, and, and police act to the environment. Yeah, uh, I think, I think you're right, Joe. That's a great point. I think they wouldn't do that until Francona is back. Right. You know, that's, that's, that might be, that might play into this decision as well. But, but we were looking at, you know, how things would line up and you want to keep the way that Bieber and Savali are pitching right now. You would definitely want to keep them on their five days and not, not move them around or not bump guys out to, to try and, uh, you know, reinsert them into the rotation. So I, I would think that if anybody would have to wait, it would be a Clevenger or a police act before they can be reinserted. Uh, you're going to keep, Bieber and Savali and to a degree Carrasco you know on their rotation the way that you know they're they're most comfortable because routine is so much a, a an important part of what they do yeah and you know the the schedule breaks down uh, you know you, they really won't need a, a regular number five guy uh probably until you know the mid-September you know, wow. with off days and stuff, they could, you know, mix and match and, and, and put a spot start in there. Not, you know, I think you, you would have like, you know, I don't know. You could almost go with four guys and, and just keep filling that fifth spot, you know, with, with, with somebody, you know, a spot, a spot starter right. until probably, uh, you know, uh, in, in mid, mid-September. And you, I think down the stretch, you'd have to go with five guys. Well, Trevor Bauer, it was a year too late being on the Indian staff. If That's right. <laughs> this is like Trevor Bauer's dream going every three days or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it, it also helps that the the Tigers are coming to town. Uh, it's another three games with the team that you've beaten 20 times in a row. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I just I, – I think right now you, you run the risk of upsetting too many people and getting back to the point where you were at you know, a week ago at this time with so many hard feelings and, and so much anger over, over what went down with, with Mike and, and Zach and, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you can do it. All right. Let's, uh, let's turn our attention to that, uh, that Saturday start, the, the anticipated debut of Tristan McKenzie. We asked our subtexters what they thought uh, was going to be the result of that, uh, that debut by McKenzie. Uh, he's, uh, you know, the, the 2015 uh, draft choice of the Indians. Uh, he was a minor league pitcher of the year in, I believe, 2016. And he's this, this probably, he was at one time the, the, the organization's number one prospect. Uh, injuries have, have cost him a couple of years, and he hasn't really pitched a competitive game in, in almost two seasons. Uh, here's, here's what the texters are hoping that they get out of, that the Indians can get out of McKenzie. Uh, as as he makes his debut on Saturday. Uh, this guy says, I think he will do well for five or so innings. A successful outing might might be might uh, you know muck up what the uh, the head brass, the Indians brass is thinking about Clevenger and Police Act, which is what we're just talking about. Uh, I think a spot start and he will go five innings and give up less than three runs, Eric and Mayfield Heights. So there's our uh, there's our vote for the the feel-good story of the year, if he can go five innings and give up less than three runs. 
Uh, this guy says a good start would be five innings. If he does well, it could be a semi-regular turn and possibly take Plutko's role. Uh, of course, we are uncertain when Plesak and Clev are back uh, or one of them being traded because of, based on team chemistry, McKenzie may have a good shot at a starting job. Uh, do you, Paul, do you think that he has a, a shot at, at, at possibly starting maybe uh, beyond this season, maybe next year? Uh, oh, well, I think, yeah, I think he would be in the, you know, kind of the pipeline, Joe, you know, for next year. I think I see this more as a spot start, mm-hmm. you know, bring him up, see how he does. Uh, then you could option him back down if you have to make another move. And then, uh, you know, if, if, if the, if the, if the season presents another, uh, you know, a spot where, where you need a fifth starter and, and they will, you know, more than a couple times the rest of the year, maybe he's in line for it, depending how he starts. You know, I've seen guys like Cliff Lee do this. They break guys in this way. You know, they come up, they pitch well, they get sent down, or no matter how they pitch, Charlie Nagy did this. You know, mm-hmm. almost every starter on, on a kind of an established rotation when they need a fifth guy, if there's an injury, this is the way they break into into the big leagues. So, you know, I, I think uh, I think McKenzie's. This is exciting. I, I'm I'm anxious to see him pitch. And you know, Joe, you've seen major league debuts by so many different starting pitchers, mm-hmm. and it can go it can go one so way or ways. the other, man. It can be a disaster, or it can you know these guys can pitch like Bob Feller. So you just don't know. Well, and don't forget Aaron Savali made his major league debut in a, st- in a spot start last year uh, on a Saturday evening game against Detroit. And he hit, he went what? Six innings of, yeah. of scoreless. And, and that led to a, a regular spot by the end of the season. He was, he was pitching in the rotation. I mean, that's, it, it could lead to something really good if you're on your game. Uh, here's Megan from Powell. And she texted in, I think starting him against the Tigers is a great way for him to get his feet wet and see how he does. If they were playing the Twins, I'd hesitate. It's hard to predict how he would do under pressure of a major league game. He may need to find his groove, but I'm excited to see how he does. The team won't know if he's a good fit until they give him a shot, but he's a, he has amazing mentors in the bullpen to help him. I'd try to give him four to five innings and see how he does and how he feels. He may need time to adjust like Clev did when he first started out. So really, you're, you're sort of echoing – uh, both Savali and Clevenger uh, in, in that take there uh, from Megan, uh, Megan from Powell. She said, you know, if you remember, Clevenger came up and he was all arms and elbows and, and all over the place, but you see how he developed. Yeah. And I, I remember uh, when Greg Swindell made his start, his big league debut, they called him up from double a big, uh, kind of a surprise move. He was like, you know, one a of the year after he was drafted, right? Yeah. Yeah, big high draft pick. He faced the Red Sox. He got beat like twenty-three to three. It was oh. like it was like a disaster. It was, and and that and he turned into and he turned into a, you know a really a good solid you know good major league pitcher who pitched for a long long time. So you know you can't judge a book by by uh, the the you know the major league debut, but but it's always fun to watch and and it's always kind of you just. You never know what you're going to get. You, you bring up Swindell. It's funny. The other day I was looking at something, and I was looking at the roster for the 2001 uh, Diamondbacks. Uh, he, he won a World Series with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. He was pitching in 2001. He was throwing a knuckleball, too. That was, I'm pretty sure he was throwing crazy. a knuckleball. And Brian uh, Anderson was on that team, too, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I believe so. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and you know something something else stands out, and it just occurred to me. Uh, you know, sitting there talking to Carl Willis pregame yesterday on Zoom, and and Carl made a point. He said the the last part of development for a pitcher happens at the major league level. So you 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 can you can tell me that McKenzie looks great pitching sim games and bullpens and and all that stuff. You can tell me if they had a major league uh, minor league season that he was lighting it up at AAA and, and he was untouchable. But the last part of your development that, that when you know that you're a major league pitcher, that doesn't happen until you get into the majors and you're given a, a regular opportunity to go out there and, and figure things out for yourself. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And I was struck by that too. You know, you think uh, guys are about as ready as they can be, but there's always, there's always a difference between double A, triple A, and getting getting to the big league, stepping on a big league mound, and being in a ballpark, big league ballpark, and that's all part of uh, you know controlling your emotions and and getting past that that first inning and and just uh, you know feeling like you belong. And well, uh, that, I guess I think that's what Carl was talking about as well. Right, but isn't that exactly what we've seen with Bieber over the last year and a half? I mean, it might have taken exactly that year and a half. Even a guy who's equipped as Bieber. Uh, emotionally and maturity and, and mentality wise when he was coming in, you know, he was ahead of everybody in that yeah. regard. He came in, he still had to scuffle a little bit back and forth. He, he wasn't, he wasn't the Shane Bieber that he is now, you know, a year and a half ago, he, he made that last step in development over the, the last year and a half. And you saw, you know, where it took him. And now uh, it's, it's, if, if you're going to get a Shane Bieber, you need to give him, that you know period in the majors to sort of figure things out for himself because that's a, a next step that next level adjustment so yeah uh i now you, you see what you did to me Nate? now i'm all excited about saturday and i'm going to be looking at i i'm going to be focused on the game and it's just uh, i'm all pumped up for tristan mckenzie now god darn it paul what do they call them they call them sticks right Oh. He's like six five. He weighs one hundred and sixty five pounds. So I, I I hope that it's not a windy day oh, so he good. doesn't get blown off the mound. Well, and that's his his uniform looks like it hangs off of him like yeah. a like a clothesline. So yeah, but you know from and I, and I've interviewed him before. He came up in twenty seventeen. He was up with the uh, the the fall development program where they had players come in. While the Indians were out on a road trip at the end of the year, they had players from the minor right, leagues. Right. He was there, uh, Bieber and McKenzie and Will Benson, like all those guys were there in the visitors' locker room. And we're talking to these guys. And, uh, you know, I had no idea Shane Bieber was going to be Shane Bieber at that point. But McKenzie sort of that I talked to him because he was the biggest name, he was the number one prospect at that point. And he's the one I, I, I interviewed the most because. He was the one I expected to be in the major leagues at this point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, injuries got in the way, but uh, hopefully it sounds like he's healthy now. He's been throwing, throwing well at, uh, at Classic Park, and uh, we'll see what happens. Right. And, you know, just from the repertoire uh, aspect of it, Carl Willis says, uh, obviously he leads with the fastball. That, that rides a little bit. And then he's got a, a, a big-time curveball, and he's working on his – he's got a changeup that he throws yeah. to lefties. And he's been working on a slider so that he can go east-west as well. Yeah, and he throws hard too. He's got some. He's got some velocity. So, and they said it's, it kind of jumps in the strike zone. So we'll see how that works. Well, and that's the other thing is you know when you got a guy like 
like that who's you know six five and throws hard uh you know changing speeds and and having that little subtlety on your on your your fastball uh is something that you need to develop as well so looking forward to it all right we'll look forward to saturday but first we got to get through tonight's game uh tribe and tigers opening up a series uh we already know the the result of this game right it's a foregone conclusion right it's the tigers it's 20 in a row you i don't know talking, man <laughs> you start talking like that it's trouble it's sometime it's got to end so yeah and it and and when it ends it might end badly who knows but uh Adam Plutko on the mound, uh, Michael Fulmer again going for the the Tigers, and we'll we'll see what the result is, and we'll see what the weekend brings us. Talking again on Monday on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Yeah, it'd be good to see Adam uh, Plutko get, have a good start here. You know, get get deep into the game, and you know, I, he he usually pitches well against Detroit too. So uh, we'll see how he does. All right, we'll talk to you again next week, Paul. All right, Joe.